Hey guys, I'm back and we're talking about P-Valley. Look, this is episode nine. We have one more episode in this season and I felt like this episode was the final plan of layout for what's to come. I think that we've been building up to what's to come, but we have, everything now is laid out. We have, you know, Keyshawn, aka Miss Mississippi, her plan to do her exit plan coming to fruition. We have, um, you know, Little Murder with Tina Snow doing their thing. So he's about to blow up. He's about to go on the road. It's all being laid out. But we also have a situation with the opposite gang, which is Maine's gang, um, and the death of Pico. And that's laid out. We see Diamond and Keyshawn and Big Booty and how that love triangle is working out and what the results of what happened in this episode is how it's going to transpire into future episodes. So, and then we got Andre's campaign. So we're going to start with Andre's campaign. Andre got this, you know, I was like, is this a real commercial? He got this real commercial going on. He got the support of the strippers and they are dancing on him and everything. And he's talking about the, you know, the importance of the strippers and the pink and all of that. And, um, you know, they're campaigning for him. He's found an audience, blah, blah, blah. And this is mainly due to Haley, if nothing else. So then we see him outside and, and these, you know, the strippers are out there and they're over there. They're, they're at the polls. because This is voting day. Um, and so they're at the polls and Andre was at the end of the polls, but now he's starting to move up, you know, and you know, they're trying to convince, you know, you see this line of other people who are more conservative and, you know, they're trying to convince them this is the thing to do. I don't think it worked. Then all of a sudden you see Pastor Patrice Woodbine coming up on a flatbed. She got a poll. She's talking about, again, she's embracing what her life used to be. She's embracing even the life sort. Well, no, she's not really embracing it, but she's pointing out the life of like her daughter, for example, Miss Mercedes. And yet she's like, look, they tried to, you know, they opposite campaigners were trying to buy me out of this race and I'm not here for it. So I'm just going to take the money that they used against me and I'm going to spread it to the masses. So I told y'all last week, giving Patrice Woodbine that money was not going to be sufficient. You know, they thought that her weakness was to be bought out, but I felt like, okay, yes, money is a weakness for her, but two, if you're willing to give her $10,000, she knows there's value in what she's doing and she's going to look for something more. So she's going to find there's more value in the fact that you are trying to pay her off, lets her know, oh, there's more to this. I'm sticking around. And I, I just feel like even if she doesn't even win the race, whoever wins, Okay, whoever wins this race is going to have to give her something else, a cabinet position, because she's going to be a thorn in their side. And I think if she gets a little bit of power, that will kind of quiet her down. That's why I think. Um, so we got that going on. 
Then we see Grandma Ernestine. She's in the hospital. You know, Uncle Clifford can't see her, can't visit her. Remember, this is during the whole COVID time, so you couldn't go out and visit. And she is still in between worlds of the reality and the beyond. And one of the nurses was trying to give us some water. And she was in her hallucination, thought that that was her daughter and her, her deceased daughter trying to, again, drink this water and come with us. And she's fighting to stay here, you know, in the living. She's fighting against it. So the nurses are trying to, they're struggling with handling her and all of that. So we see that scene. So the water, the glass and the water falls down. And then we, it goes right over to Uncle Clifford's house. And so much commotion is going on that the glass on the table with water falls down on the floor and it breaks. Come to find out, it's little Murder and Uncle Clifford, they're having relations in the kitchen. I said, okay, here we go. They're having a good time. It's going down, blah, blah, blah. And then the phone rings and Uncle Clifford stops the whole show because he's like, look, it might be the hospital. I need to find out what's going on, this and that and the third. And so who was it that called him? It wasn't the hospital. I think it has something to do down at the pink, but it wasn't who he thought it was. So anyway, he hasn't gotten any updates. He knows he's just being overly anxious, but it is understandable. So they, so Uncle Clifford and Little Murray have this conversation again about their relationship. They are still in the dark. They are not in a space where they can be out because, well, because Little Murder's image is so guarded that he just, you know, he's not at a place where he's feel, he feels he can be out. And, you know, they're talking about it and how they're going to move forward. And Uncle Cliff is like this. You know, I know that we're playing house. I'm having a good time playing house, but I know this is going to end. I know that you're going to be going on tour with Tina Snow. Your song is blowing up. I don't expect for you to come back. And I don't expect for this house to have grandma back in it because, quite honestly, I think that she, I don't think she's going to make it. So Uncle Clifford is trying to prepare himself mentally being alone. This is what he's doing. He's, he's trying to force himself. He doesn't like it. It is a hard pill to swallow, but he is trying to convince himself that he's going to be alone. His grandma's going to be gone and little Murray's going to be on the road, getting famous, making money. And he, you know, this is what it's going to be. And little Murray's trying to get him to see things differently, get her to see things differently. But it's an easy pill. It's not an easy pill to swallow because Little Murder is still at this place of being uncomfortable. Uh, Little Murder is not being 100% honest in their relationship because remember last week they had this conversation about Little Murder going out, getting dressed up, getting his hair cut, but he's not talking about their situation. So there's still this level of I'm guarding myself for both of them. They still are guarding themselves emotionally. So that's where we are with that. Um, we get to the pink. And there's, we heard, it's, 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 I guess it's the day of or day before they're rehearsing. 
and Mercedes is, she's on the pole and she's at the top level of the pole. And then Mississippi's supposed to be at the bottom level. But Mercedes is not able to hold on. Her arm is just not give, you know, she's just not able to hold on. She can't do it. And this becomes a problem because Mercedes was like, even though Uncle Clipper said it's in her head, I think that Mercedes also feeling like I'm just not where I need to be anymore. My skill set is just not where it needs to be. And Mercedes comes down, her and um, Autumn or Haley, they get into it. There's a back and forth and this and that. There's a big old argument, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, because Autumn was like, look, you're supposed to be the headliner, but you're not a headliner. You don't have the skill set anymore. You're not able to do your job anymore. So the headline is going to have to be Mississippi. And she's going to be getting 50% of the door. And, you know, she's going to be the one that's getting the majority or a, a larger portion of the money. And this is all by design. Now, Mississippi was like, or Keyshawn, I should say, was like, I don't want to do that. Maybe we got to split it up, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, Autumn was like, girl, I've already set this up for you. You need to, girl. You need to keep with the keep with. Don't don't be falling back now. The plan is in motion. I done got you together with your, you know, these uh, fake IDs and this new birth certificate and, and passports and all this kind of thing for you to create a new life for yourself and your kids. Girl, we're not turning around now. So, like I said, it became a huge, huge argument. And Haley was had a good point. Haley was like, girl, look, and telling um Clifford, we only can operate at 50% capacity. So we really got to make the most of what we're going to have. And Mercedes is not that girl. Let's just let's just call it for what it is. So Mercedes storms out and she, you know, she's like, but y'all promote this event without me and blah, blah, blah. She goes out in the back. Uncle Clifford chases after her. And Uncle Clifford's like, look, you know. Haley is just being about the business, blah, blah, blah. You know, but I do understand your point. And Mercedes like, Clifford, do you think, am I, have I lost it? Am I over? Is it done? You know, I really think that I should have, this position that I've had with this pink should have been gone five years ago. I've overstayed my welcome. And she is absolutely right. And I think that Uncle Clifford made it clear, like, yeah, you are beyond your welcome as far as a career in pole dancing, exotic dancing, stripping. That's a very short-lived career. Kind of like modeling, but it's even shorter than being a model. Like, you have to enter that, like, in your early 20s. It's one of those things that's like this. If you start at 20 years old and go through 29 that's a long run. By the time you hit 30, you are old. You are old. You're done. It's new faces. It's new Pete. It's new girls. They're doing their thing. Hell, if you make it 10 years like Mercedes has, that's, that's a lot. And Uncle Clifford was like, it's time for you to focus on other things of the dreams that you've had in your life beyond the pole because you couldn't have possibly thought that being on a pole was going to be your well no let me take this back the plan was last season mercedes was going to retire and open her dance studio but then the mama took her money that she'd been saving over the years 
So Mercedes knew that her time was up and had been up, but then she had to return to try to make more money. And then she ended up doing the whole hooking, I guess if you will, with the coach and Farrah and all of that. And they, and that didn't work out. So, you know, Mercedes have been, has been in a host of bad, bad decisions, bad decisions. And they have not financially worked out in her favor. So Mercedes got some thinking to do. Speaking of Mercedes, she gets a call from Farrah. Farrah's like, you know, that's the coach's wife. I need to see you. And uh, can you come to Memphis, which is an hour, hour and a half drive? And at first, Mercedes didn't want to go, but she finally went. And we walk into this. It's a beautiful exhibit about the Mercedes experience. All those photos that Farrah took. You know, she's a photographer. I remember her husband was talking down to her about that. Like, oh, that's just a little hobby. Like, it's, it's nothing. But this is a career. This is a profession. The exhibit was about, you know, Mercedes on the pole, the, whole, the, the beauty of it all, the athleticism, the artistic value of it, all that good stuff. And Mercedes was really, really taken aback. And understandably so. So Fair was like, you know, I really want to put you on the canvas and want you to put you on the spotlight because I think that what you do is creative. It is extraordinary. And I, I think that it's more than just being an object of mid's desire or what people's desire. I should say that. And Mercedes like, okay, I can receive that. Thank you very much. I'm still like taking it back, but okay. Then Fair was like, well, you know, do you still want to get together with me? And Mercedes was like, look here, girl, that was just business. Now, I might have added, there was a little bit of pleasure in it. I enjoyed a, a part of that, but let's be clear. That's not what I want. And we know that Mercedes really likes Maine. I think that we, I think in that scene, it, it was, it, it let us know that Mercedes does not choose to be a lesbian. She might've had a great experience, but that's not what she's about. That ain't what she's on. No, thank you. Do I think that her and Farrah will hook up business-wise? I think so. Farrah says she's going to divorce. And, um, I think there will be a connection there between her and Mercedes beyond the physical aspect of it. So we see Autumn, or Haley, I should say. After the whole exchange between her and Mercedes and all of that, because they almost got to fighting, right? She goes back and she runs to the toilet and she throws up. I said, oh, girl, no. And she's sitting there and Whisper comes through and Whisper was like, yeah, get ready to have twins. Haley is pregnant. And I didn't expect that to happen. What I expected was Haley to be leaving town once she gets her offer. But now she's kind of tied to the town because this is Andre's baby or babies. I said, oh, damn. So, you know, Haley is kind of like, it changes, it changes her perspective on a lot you know i don't know i don't know if Haley's still gonna stick around but it does change the way that she's looking at things especially with her and andrea concerned so let's see what else we got here so we see a scene with Keyshawn, aka mississippi and diamond he's at 
the pig. He is frying up wings. Keyshawn needs to fill up her water bottle. She goes back there and Diamond was like, well, I'll fill it up for you. So they're talking, they're having a moment. And Big Bone was in the window. And she was like, well, I see that she's thirsty, but I'm hungry. So she's marking her little territory because she don't fail for Diamond. She's in love with Diamond. And this is what I think is the situation with Miss Big Bone. Big, Big Bone fell in love with Diamond. I think Big Bone was brought there to get information about the disappearance of Montavious. We find out that Big Bone, well, I'll wait on that part, but that's what I think she was there for. And later on, we find out that confirms what we assume about Big Bone. So we get to the night of the, um, the, the re, 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 to the 10th power opening of the pink. Uncle Clifford is in the back room with the girls. And Toy is there and she's still sneezing. And Uncle Clifford's like, uh-uh, you got to go. You're the reason why my grandmother is sick. And she was like, well, no, 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 I'm not the reason. You don't know if it was me. Da, da, da. He, threw, he throws her out. When she goes, gets thrown, when she gets thrown out, um, that's when Russian, Russian roulette and whisper come out there. The girl out there, she was like, look, I need this job. Uh, my rent is past due. I got kids. My car getting repo, blah, 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 blah. I don't have any money and now I can't even dance in there, blah, blah, blah. So the whisper, you know, tells Roulette, hey, look, you know, we need to do something, you know, to help her out, blah, blah, blah. And I guess Roulette's supposed to be a pimp. I guess. So Roulette gives this girl a lot of money and she was like, oh, I'll pay you back. And Roulette's like, no, no, no. So they're going to put this girl out there like, they, like Roulette did whisper and pull her out there. That's what the best I can think of. I'm like, oh, okay. She don't. She doesn't know it yet, but she's about to find out. Roulette later on, she uh, sees uh, Duffy, and he was like trying to. He, he tried to get her attention. He grabbed her arm, and she heard him put her hand up on his neck, like, hold on. You know, she's a little wrestler. You don't treat me like that. Blah blah blah. And he was like, well, you're always. You're paid to please other people. Who pleases you? And he does some little adult things in the hallway in front of everybody with Miss Roulette. I was like, oh, okay. So then we get uh, someone shows Uncle Clifford. Was it Mercedes? I don't forget who showed Uncle Clifford, but Uncle Clifford gets a chance to see a clip on social media with... Uh, Little Murder and Megan Thee Stallion, you know. And they come to the pink for the re 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 reopening. And he's like, hold on. I didn't approve of this. You know, Little Murder is trying to, Tina Snow, that's really the alter ego of uh, Megan Thee Stallion. But anyway, Uncle Cliff's a little bothered by this because he didn't approve of it. Outside, you have a long line of folks coming. And the lady who is part of the inspection department, she's wearing a damn plastic bag or something. Girl, whatever. And she's like, yeah, this is more than 50%. She's making sure that only, you know, they can only have 50% capacity, blah, blah, blah. And Uncle Cliff was like, oh, well, you know, I know you like um, Big L and he can be here to be your comfort and this and that, blah, blah, blah. If you let us do 75%. 
Big L was like, don't put me out there like that. I ain't no prostitute. I ain't that kind of guy. He ain't interested in this girl at all. And she all like, okay, yeah, yeah, girl, whatever. Then we see Tina Snow and Little Murder coming out the uh, traveling van or whatever. They got their furs on. They, they, they pop in jewelry, blah, blah, blah. They come on in. I was like, oh, my goodness. So they get on stage. Both of them get on stage. Oh, well, before they get on stage, Uncle Clifford talks to Little Murder. He was like, you don't tell me how to run my company, my business. That's not how we do this. And Little Murder's like, look, I was trying to help you out. You need the money. You need exposure in a positive way. And this is what we're doing. And then he was like, if you don't like it, I'll do another sexual uh, favor, if you will. And so they he liked it and this and that. So let's get to the doggone uh show. We get to the show. Mercedes is watching, Maine is there, and the opposing gang is there as well. Murder and Tina Snow on stage doing anything. Uncle Clifford is in his bag, loving every second of it, blah, 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 blah. All of a sudden, the gang members were starting to argue, and then it became a big fight. And Little Murder ended up getting into the fight as well. So the whole thinking is, and one of young, the young ladies that was actually Pico's girlfriend, she's pregnant. Remember, she's pregnant. She was there as well. For some reason, it is of the belief system for that woman, as a few other people think that Little Murder was the one that killed Pico. Now, I'm not understanding where they got that from. Like, why would they think that? That was never made clear to me. But anyway, that's of the belief system. That's what they end. Little murder is hyped up off. I, I, he is hyped. And he, you know, and then you had to get Big L, not Big L, Diamond come through with the AKA 47, clearing the room. And he got a few other folks to help him out. In the midst of that, you, you see Mercedes, not Mercedes, uh, Mississippi, Keyshawn, on the ground. She's in her PTSD moment. She just folded up like a child. He picks her up. And gets her off the stage. And then off stage, she grabs him and kisses him. And when she kissed him, Big Bone was looking through the mirror and saw the kiss. So she's pissed. She's upset. She's already had threatened. She already threatened Keyshawn about, yeah, these walls been talking and listening. And I already know the fact that... <laughs> You trying to get up out of town here so after this after this gig tonight. So basically she threatened to let it be known. I'll find Derek and I'll let him know that you're trying to up and leave with the kids. That's what she basically tried to do to Sean. So after she saw that, they get outside. Big Bone is in her feelings. And we see that she got all these photos of her and uh, Diamond together. And then there's a picture of her holding this ring that belonged to Montavious. And she got a hand over the send button. So here's what I'm thinking. She's going to send that to, I think she was sent there to find out what happened with Montavious. Because his last known destination was at was in Chuckalisa at the Pink. So I think she started see, dealing with Diamond and just like, I'll let this go because I really like him a lot. But now that she sees and she knows that Diamond has a thing for Keyshawn, and then seeing them kissing, there we, there we go. There we have it. I said, ooh, okay. 
Um, Andre comes to the pink. He made his little speech and this and that. And him and Autumn got to talking and everything. And Autumn's like, look, let's leave it out of here because I have something to tell you. Because, you know, she wants to talk about the fact that she's pregnant. They kiss and care and all. They get back to the house, to his house. They kiss and they're about to have sex. But then Andre's wife is there. And she was like, oh, is this your campaign manager? Now, girl. Uh-uh, girl. You definitely don't have any room to talk. Not at all. Especially when your husband came home and your mouth was full. You understand me? Full. You was doing the doggone doctor. So I don't think you have room to talk, but we'll see where that goes with that. So then we get <clears throat> Uncle Clifford gets a phone call from the hospital. We don't know what was said. And the next thing we know, we see uh, Keyshawn writing a goodbye note on Mercedes' mirror. And Uncle Cliff comes back then. He was like, this is the way you was going to leave. This is what's going to happen. And they end up talking. And Uncle Cliff, because he knows the circumstances. And Uncle Cliff was like, you, you take them babies far away. And you start a new life. And you do what you need to do. And she hugged uh Keyshawn, and that's pretty much that's where it ended. I, I'm very curious. And here's my thing: I don't think that it's gonna. <laughs> I don't think Keyshawn is going to leave. I think that Derek, because Derek is very observant of a lot of things, and I think Derek is either going to attempt to kill Keyshawn or kill himself. I really do. Little murder, and this whole Pico thing. From the looks of it, folks is on the on the uh, Pico's gang is assuming that he's the murderer. I don't know why they would assume that. I hope that's explained next episode. So he's gonna have some problems. Oh, I forgot to mention that Big L and Uncle Clifford got into it because Uncle Clifford, after arguing with Little Murder, kicked over this box and he found all these pills. So him and Big L go back and forth, and Big L was like, "Look." What I'm doing is helping this club, you know, and I know you don't like it, but it's, it's, you know, you're not really in control of things like you think you are. You're not the owner. You're not the queen. You're going to have to make some decisions, which is true. Oh, and I forgot about that one scene with Corbin. Ugh. Corbin, I don't even understand what the purpose of that was. He is really a freak. He comes there and he brings a box with his a whip in it and he you know he's in the uh, paradise room and he wants uncle clifford yet again didn't know they had been frequently doing this to beat on him i'm like what this is something they do a lot and he says well you're the best at it so i'm i'm very curious to understand where this where like they've known each other for many many years they grew up together this whole sadistic element of corbin and I, mm, I wonder have they been in a relationship? I don't know. Y'all let me know. But that's all I got. I'll talk to you guys later. Peace.